Yo, SSBA, what is up? This is your co-host, Swim, a.k.a. Swimothy, a.k.a. Swim God, a.k.a. Great White Hope. What is up? We are finally over free agency, and season has officially been opened. And I sat down here with Fitz, and we we talked about um, some of the hits, some of the misses, some of the surprises of free agency. Um, we also discussed some of the uh, the background and, um, you know, some of the the stuff that happens behind the the doors with um, you know Husha helping helping up with the uh, spreadsheet. Um, the conversation was uh, good. It was intriguing, and um, we we did cover a lot of teams. Uh, we, we you know we we poked some bears and made fun of some moves, and um, you know just a just a well-rounded conversation. It, it looks like it went roughly about 50 minutes. So. Um, you know, me and Fitz. You know, once we get together and get, uh, you know, talking, it, the the time doesn't seem to, uh, you know, we don't really seem to notice the time. So, um, hopefully, uh, you know, with this can, conversation can uh, take you home on your drive home, or or you're bored at work and you wanna, you know, you wanna hear some SSBA news. We also talked about uh, the rivalry opening up and uh, camps uh, will be due today, last day to submit camps and badges. So uh, get those uh, get those in, fellas and, and lady, um, and we can uh, you know move on with season four. Uh, I know everyone is looking forward to season four, and I think interest is at an all-time high. And so everyone everyone's a contender on day one, like we say. So uh, sit back and enjoy and uh, and enjoy the podcast. Peace. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Conrad. How's it going? Feel good, baby. How about yourself? Not too bad, man. Enjoying this uh, somewhat beautiful weather out here in uh, lovely Illinois. Uh, <laughs> you know, just glad to uh, be done with free agency and off season. How uh, man, we how made your off season turn out. Uh, you know what? Not bad, man. I, uh, you know, I kind of had a a last minute switch. Uh, you know, it was my plan was to go for depth. The entire time, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, Anthony Davis was out there, and I had a shot. So, uh, you know, we we took a swing and missed. Um, you want to know what's funny is that one of the things that probably hurt me was my indecision. You know, I do wonder had had maybe I've been that first off of him instead of, you know, instead of going back and forth, that would have made a difference. At the end of the day, um, you know, he he decided to join a very strong. Clippers team uh, actually defending Western Conference champ, and they definitely, uh, yeah, I kind of look at that move similar to, uh, you know, when Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, you know, the Clippers, Red, you know, he had a long winning streak in the regular season, pretty much swept through the Western Conference playoffs, and then uh, came up short, so I kind of see Anthony Davis doing what uh, what Durant did, but overall, I think I came out okay, um, got some good pieces, uh, got some good pieces, got some great contracts, too, Um Put me in the luxury, but honestly, I think we got what it takes to. Uh, I think we got what it takes to get back to to the finals, and and when you get there, anything can happen. Yeah, I don't. I think the. I think the kind of Lakers are ready for a one last uh, you know, push, and you know, I think that that KD injury last year was devastating, and, and yeah, it's been you know shown its effects this this year, and mm. uh, how how far he's regressed. But uh, you know, I'm sure the Lakers will be up top of the standings once again, and. Uh, you know, the playoffs are just a uh, – any team that gets hot at the right time. and Absolutely. And especially now that B has joined the West, that it's, it's going to be a fight. You know, no one – that one eight seed is going to be a – Absolutely. A so, um, how do you um, – I guess now that the dust is settled and, um, you know, we all of our changes, um, you know, went into effect, how do you think um, – how do you think the offseason went as a whole? I mean, do you think it went smooth or any yeah. issue? Well, I'm going to tell you, man. You know, overall, uh, I don't think we had not one complaint about anything. I mean, I'm really trying to – I mean, well, let me let me say this. Not one legitimate complaint. Obviously, when people lose, they get emotional. But, I mean, as far as functionality, I think everybody was pleased with the uh, – with the whole money deal, I think folks understood why we did the bonuses and the uh, and the docs were you know being the first office or last office. Overall, I think I mean it, it seemed to be pretty pretty smooth sailing. I mean, even with the familiarity that league owners had, uh, we didn't have too many invalid bids or 
the ones we did were like all from the same people, and they were and they were mistakes that it's like okay, I you know I can understand how someone did that, but um, no overall, man, I think the process and everything was it was beautiful. Uh, big shout out to you. Big shout out to uh, you know the who's for you know for really helping. I think we pretty much got to the point where everything's automated now, and I know that was something that you and I been real big on is uh t- trying to take as much user error out of it and i mean we're like 99 percent there so overall i think the uh the process couldn't have gone any smoother yeah i agree man big shout out to hushman really stepped up and it's not even something that he has to do or you know we asked him to do man he he did this on his own i mean it was it was just beautiful to watch that spreadsheet work um you know, the the main thing with us is, you know, we're, we're calculating all these uh, offers and we're putting them all into the, uh, the calculator manually. At least that's how it has. And Hoosh created a formula that that, that all on its own. Um, so, you know, you notice when, when an offer was submitted, that number of balls was there instantaneously. Yeah, it, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it, it, audit, it audited our, you know, at first we were doing it manually. He, he decided to put some sort of an audit check to make sure that you know, we were doing it correctly. And because, oh man, you see all these offers, you forget who has a cap hold, you yeah. forget, you know, what the max is and, and years. And it's just, it was so easy for us to make a mistake. Honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that we never made really any mistakes. There were maybe, who knows what we did, at least, at least what that we didn't catch ourselves. Correct, but, correct. Um, Man, that it just worked beautifully. I, I just can't give enough enough props to him, and, and it, just to to see him do that on his own, and and he also helped, you know, making sure that you know things were people were signed, you know, yeah. while I was doing the live stream. So while I was doing the live stream, he was actually signing guys as they were literally signed within like seconds. They would show up on your team, so. Um, I thought the whole process was was great, I, and I kept even telling my wife, "I'm like, man, you really got to see this spreadsheet." And yeah, it's kick ass. No, I'll tell you what though, uh, we already paid him. That that's the uh, the money he get from me from from losing <laughs> in the <laughs> in the championship. He put it towards yeah. that. But no, that that was a a huge shout out. And you know, it, it's stuff like that that really helps people and just re- restores the faith in and just trust in the league. They know nobody's doing any funny business with the numbers and everything like that. It's all going in. And at the end of the day, I think that's all That's all a good GM wants. You know, you put yourself in position uh, with your financial situation to have a shot. And then you just want the best chance you can get. And Hoos really did a good job automating that for us so that, you know, there's no user error. It's your profile and your offer versus this. And uh, that, that worked out beautifully. Yeah. Um, I also did like the um, the way that the the first offer, second offer, and third, you really saw a discrepancy or discrepancy when the third offer came in compared Absolutely. to the first, mm-hmm. uh, and that that really did did kind of value, you know, kind of put some value on when the player receives the offer. Absolutely. And you know, if I know if I'm a player in free agency, I got two offers coming the first minute or whatever, and another offer coming seven hours. later. I know that that I don't value that third offer because I was probably I know that I'm third choice. Yeah. So yeah. I really thought that we did a good job as far as that, and that that just worked out. I mean, a lot of the teams, you know, won with a first offer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was just I'm, I'm yeah going yeah most stuff. of the uh, when I went back and looked, I don't have the exact number, but I'd imagine that it's uh it was somewhere like sixty percent or the first offer. In a lot of cases, the first offer was also the most aggressive with money but yep six percent were first offer and i think it was kind of like the other 40 was like half and half between the uh the second and third so again you know still you know it's still odd oh, there's no guarantees but having that first offer in definitely showed us uh definitely showed the strength and it helped teams that you know may have had a little bit weaker overall free agency profile because again with the you know with money holding a little bit more importance and now being able to potentially get a bonus on top of that, uh, it gave folks incentive to to be aggressive and, and go out there early with their targets. And and overall, I think it just it just led to just a beautiful, beautiful free agency. Yeah. Um, are there, is there anything that you think you want to add or change or keep it the way it is? Uh, 
you know, some of the stuff that, you know, we've had preliminary discussions about adding are going to be uh, getting a little bit more involved in like the player personalities, uh, loyalty, play for winning and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of late at this point. You know, that's something that we really going to have to hit the back cave and, and, and kind of work out. So I'd imagine sometime in the next couple of weeks, a month or so, uh, once we get this season going, you know, we'll probably start looking into things like that that we're implementing 2K19. But as far as right now, I think just with the reception that we got, the lack of outrage that there was this offseason compared to last, uh, then probably going to be good leaving stuff as is until we get to the next 2K. Because uh, it seems like we got a system there that everybody's uh, comfortable with and, and they trust, and that's what's more important. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I know this next offseason coming up is going to be uh, a lot of a lot of blockbusters, a lot of big names out there. Man. Um, so it may be better just to kind of keep it, you know, when things are going well, let it, let it ride. Absolutely. No point in rocking the boat for uh, something that's going well. So I, I don't really see any big changes. I think, I think the way we have it set up is, uh, is working fine. So, um, but I guess we'll have more details on, you know, finalizing everything, you know, as the year moves along. Absolutely. Um, so just kind of moving along to the uh, the meat and the bones, I guess, of this discussion, uh, we, we wanted to talk about the, the free agency offseason moves yeah. that all teams have made. Um, I know we are planning on doing a full recap of mm-hmm. uh, all the teams, um, you know, at a later date, hopefully. One, um, But I guess we just wanted to focus on some of the big signings and, yeah. and some maybe the, the smaller signings yeah. that, um, you know, you really don't notice. So what do you think were the biggest deals well, I'm gonna think the big, the, the biggest deal actually, uh, we had a little bit over 28 percent growth year over year in the amount of money spent. Owners spent over 3.5 billion dollars in contracts. Man, that that was just amazing. Um, and surprisingly, in what folks called a, a a so-called weak year compared to last year, and, and compared to what be coming up, we had 14 guys sign max deals. So, again, I think a lot of that went to the fact of, uh, you know, with money holding more importance, folks didn't want to take that chance. Like, I, I remember with uh, with Draymond Green specifically. He was there on day two, and there were a couple bids out there. Trey and the Raptors just decided, you know what, we're going to pull the trigger. I don't want this to go to the calculator. I'm going to offer that max deal, and and, and I'm going to guarantee myself a player. Same thing Smitty did with, uh, with, Mark, with Marquise Chris. You know, he's – come out openly and admittedly said, you know what, I'm probably paying about seven to eight million dollars more than I should for this player. But I put something out there that I that I knew wouldn't get uh wouldn't get matched. So again with money holding its weight, we actually had uh again three and a half billion dollars spent. So so that's amazing. And then just the fact that we have 14 guys signed max contracts and, and what was supposed to be a down year, I, I think that's just truly again a testament not only to the system but to our owners truly getting a better understanding of their cap situation, being a little bit more competitive with how they spend their money as well, too. That was good to see. I think uh, restricted free agency received, uh, you know, overall, you know, high remarks from everyone. I don't think there was, again, any negative comments about the way we did that. We saw some of these young players uh, get their true value. Some even get more than what they are now, you know, based on what they may progress into. So, so overall swim, I think it, uh, I think it was good. There were some deals out there. Um, the Chandler Parsons deal, actually, I ran a little poll. Uh, the fact that Chandler Parsons actually is on a two-year guarantee contract was voted as the uh, was voted as the worst deal that happened. So, um, so again, you're going to have things like that. You know, owners make uh, questionable decisions. But, again, the beauty of SSBA, you control your own destiny, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the researching free agents really uh, turned out well. I thought um... – I thought teams did a good job of throwing out some uh, poison pills, and some backfired, and some didn't. Um, you know, you you talked about the uh, Marquise Chris. I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think he's worth twenty nine million. He's probably not even worth twenty million. But um, you know, the nug or the Nuggets thought he was, and um, you know, they 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 signed. Him, so yeah. he's actually, uh, uh, you know, what's when he's actually out in his first three games. Uh, you know, the Nuggets, uh, he's one and two. You know, he played a tough schedule. He actually played the Suns, LeBron James, John Wall, back-to-back. But uh, through Chris's first three games, he's averaging 19.7 points and, and seven rebounds on, on right around 60% field goal. So, I mean, we could see yeah. he's, he's justifying his contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and sometimes you get those new players and you want to, uh, you know, make sure that they're they're worth that uh, 
that money. So we'll see as time prevails if uh, you know that 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 production keeps up. Absolutely. I know, you know, he's he's kind of off to a small or a slow start with Buddy yeah. Heald, and but um, well, you know, and that, and that's the thing, Swim, is that you know when you pay these guys that money, you know, you're paying them, you're paying them to be a, a number one, number two option. So 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 to your point, it'll be interesting to see the guys like Chris now when he becomes a part of the game plan. You know, folks like myself and folks like Mamba start okay. Let me game plan for this guy. Since you want to pay him superstar money, let's see if he can handle the superstar game plan. Be interesting to see. Yeah, um, some of the some of the max deals that uh, were of note: uh, Blake Griffin signing with the Sonics to be the um, the head of the yeah new face know, of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I thought that was a good move. Um, I mean, Blake could have went either to Toronto or Seattle to become the the head of the franchise there, and he chose. Uh, to stay in the States with the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, I know, um, you know, CT Rob is, has, has improved his post play. I know um, just with having DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis he first joined, uh, yeah. it, it, post play has come a long way. And you saw what Cody Riley did. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, what Blake turned into. But I, that team needed a star. It needed something. They did. They did. Uh, they did. It couldn't. It couldn't go. You know, another off season with a missed and a missed player. So, uh, the Raptors had a ton of money. Um, they got back Kyle Lowry uh, to a max deal. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see who else we have. Uh, ben Simmons resigns as a restricted free agent, and uh, actually the Spurs uh, saved um, the Seventy Sixers three million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a good, especially when that team. Is most likely unless you know any huge moves going to be in the luxury. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. For the for the rest of for the rest of this uh, franchise, I can pretty much yep. guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Hayward, um, you know, signing with the Cavs. Yeah, now the Cavs. You know what? That's the team that I want to. Uh, there's two teams specifically that I wanted to comment on, and and we we said going in that this was going to be a free agency where some of the teams that missed the playoffs could, could truly remake themselves. The Cavaliers is one of those teams. And I played the Cavaliers uh, yesterday. It was a 99-91 victory, hard fault. Her getting Gordon Hayward and Isaiah Thomas back, the beauty of getting Thomas back, it wasn't a max contract either. So now she could potentially go in the next offseason still with the ability to bring in two max slots since Thomas isn't on the max. Uh, so when I see Gordon Hayward, Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle, that is young, you know, based on pickups like that. Um, that's, and that's, there's room in the East now too. I, I think Alex, uh, she seems rejuvenated uh, and excited again. I know. So the whole city of Cleveland is ready to have Hayward there. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers were one of the winners of free agency. Another one, the Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies did a great job. When I give you these names, Derek Favors, the Neo Gallinari, the Marcus Aldridge, Nerlens Noel, Austin Rivers, Evan Fournier, and got all of these guys on what you can call below market deals too. The Grizzlies find themselves right now with a full roster, a max contract slot for next year, and one of the few teams that's actually got cap space left this year. And so with those pieces on those on those contracts, he got some good, you know, all-star to role player type guys on low contracts, and he's got space to absorb a contract a bit too. A blockbuster trade could be coming to Memphis as teams try to prepare for uh for next free agency. He he did an amazing job this free agency. Yeah, um, yeah, you talk about that financial uh, flexibility as far as with the Grizzlies, and I mean, don't don't underestimate that 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 cap room can be used, especially as you know stars become available, like a like a Steph Curry, you know, yeah. trade deadline, and um. I mean, yeah, you would maybe lose Steph Curry, but you might not. You know, I don't. I don't know how many teams one will be offering a star for a player that's going to be leaving. Yeah. And two, in order to really make it work, you have to make the money work. Got to have pieces. So, yep. And you can, and that that just it, it 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 the Grizzlies did a really good job of surrounding. You know, didn't really get that star, but got you know a nice little ten ten man rotation of just players that. You know, can play. Oh, I forgot too. Uh, Tim Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. I mean, the guy really, like you're saying, he got. Uh, I'm looking at really a 12, 13 
deep roster of guys that can play right now with a lot of with a lot of flexibility. And, and these guys are all locked up, you know, for two year deals. Now he he did an amazing job. You know, a lot of people in his situation probably would have went, you know, all out for stars this and that. He did a good job setting himself up. And like you say, a franchise like Memphis, if they get an opportunity to trade for a Steph Curry and expiring star, you got to take, you got to make that move, small market teams. And then at the end of the day, all you can ask for is a seat at the table. Uh, he, he did a great job. A, a great, great offseason. Great offseason. Yeah, it really, uh, it really turned out for them. Um, so let's see here. So some of the other, what do you think, um, were there any moves that kind of surprised you as far as just um, maybe user fit or, um, you know, you don't know if that, that. Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna tell you one that surprised me. Um, it makes sense, obviously, when you, when you got a chance to get one of the top five players in the game, you do it. But the Clippers going the Anthony Davis route, it surprised me because traditionally, Red is one of those guys that really values depth in his bench. You know, he I think the last two years he's overall led the league in in bench scoring and everything like that. But uh, I mean, he's now got a huge three with Dejounte Murray as well, but. When you look at the rest of his bench, it goes 75, 75, 71, 71, 71, 70. So he really is getting away from his roots as a guy who, who likes his depth and, and is really going with a, with a top-heavy lineup, luxury tax-paying lineup now with no XP to be able to do anything. So, again, you know, where they say, uh, you know, if you're doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, it's crazy. So maybe he's trying something new to get over the hump, but it actually surprised me that he went after uh, Anthony Davis. Something else that surprised me uh, was the Celtics' decision to match that max offer on Jalen Brown. Um, you know, I get it. Brown is an elite wing defender, but he's an 82 right now with 83 potential. He's not getting much better. He's never really going to develop an offensive skill set other than being a catch-and-shoot guy. But what makes it interesting for me is now that's a max contract locked up for three years when he's got DeMarcus Cousins and Jason Tatum up for contract next year and then Michael Porter Jr. after that. One of those guys is going to be gone. It's, it's just it's simple math at this point, you know, due to the three-match rule. One of these guys is going to be gone, and I just feel like a, a Jason Tatum, Michael Porter, DeMarcus Cousins core is going to be better than the Jalen Brown plus two of those other guys. So so that one really, uh, that really surprised me. Um, and also the fact the Celtics paying Lou Will and to those, it's both $12 million each. You know, why not put, you know, all of that money toward a George Hill or somebody like that? So, again, this was kind of one of those uh, name-chasing moves, but, you know, he paying a lot of money to some guys on the back half of their uh, career and then a lot of money to somebody who really is going to progress in anything else. So, a little questionable there from the Celtics. Yeah, I, I, I kind of – I don't know if the Celtics are going to regret that move. I, I feel like he should have uh, stayed with his gut and just let Jalen Brown walk. And I think that, um, you know, Ocho the fan was uh, was, was yeah. being rather yeah. Ocho the G. He, he thought with his heart, not his head. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I never really see Jalen Brown doing much when I when I play, you know, Boston. I, I don't really know. I, I, I don't have his stats, you know, pulled up here. I, I checked his stats out from his first game yesterday. He had uh, – what was it? Five points, three rebounds, and one assist on one for four shooting in 27 minutes. I just don't know if that's almost $30 million worth of, worth exactly. of and, and And what I always notice is him, him, he just stands in a corner. That's it. Um, and, you know, Ocho tries to break, you know, break down the defense, and then hopefully, you know. I hope you kick out hope, to him. That's hope it. someone has a tag on, on um, mm-hmm. Glenn Brown, and, and then that's how he gets his points. I, I've never, you know. Boston runs its offense through Michael Porter and, and Jason yep. Taylor, yep. Marcus Cousins. You know, so um, I guess time will tell to see if if, if that move comes back to backfire because I don't think anyone's trading that deal. Well, yeah, that's the thing too, man. You look at these contracts now; it's like God. You know, when you you pay somebody like that, it it, it makes it tough to trade. You know, the uh, the Kings kind of find themselves in that situation, and that's one of the reasons that he had to let. Marquise Chris walk because again that Kevin Love contract uh, that he traded for last year from the you know from the Thunder you know was before Kyle Lowry the biggest contract in the league you know guys what 34 35 years old and uh people are trying to maintain flexibility so you're right this move that the Celtics made could have uh I mean this guy have a domino effect of two three seasons and I really could yeah 
Um, and, sh- and shout out for the uh, the Atlanta Hawks, man. Give man. Uh, J.R. Smith a no trade clause. <laughs> a free agent. I don't. Did they do a free agent package too? I, I don't know. If they did that. Uh, and seven and a half million dollars for J.R. Smith. I think he's I. I, I know I looked at him, uh, you know, off season, and man, what seventy three overall, sixty five mid, or something like that. Yeah, thirty six uh, years old. So yeah, thirty six years old on his last leg and gets a no trade. Man, gotta love a uh, SSBA off season when uh, we're offering no trades to a seventy three overall player. Um, hey man, but you know what I say is this: he went in with a plan. That was his first offer, his first target. He he went after him and he uh and he got him. So the system worked. I say that the system worked. Yeah, yeah. Jr. saw the love and uh you know didn't see really any other. And there were I think the the Thunder offered him um. Some somewhat similar uh, money wise offer, but yeah, that uh, that no trade, I guess, might have pushed him to the edge. And you know, when you're uh, JR Smooth, you're not trying to uh, try not yeah. trying to move off. Hey, he don't want to leave, he don't want to leave Atlanta. Treating <laughs> him well, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell you another team swim, uh, the Charlotte Hornets, man, was able to actually poach Andre Drummond from the Blazers. Uh, and I think a lot of him being able to get Drummond, you know, has to do with the fact when you look at just the young talent. Uh, on the roster. I think I did the math yesterday. Uh, he set himself up next year to have uh, Malik Monk, Andre Drummond, seven other guys with 80 potential or higher, and $47 million in, in cap space. So I think his uh, his tank definitely um, it definitely paid off, and, and this is going to be one of the, the destinations next year. Now that you got Drummond locked up, Malik Monk locked up, um, this is going to be one of the places that you know, you add a LeBron, a Durant, a Paul Jordan, somebody to that core. We could actually have our uh, our contender to the 76ers already in a homegrown place. I mean, if you look at it, it's kind of the same model that Rainey had with the 76ers. A lot of young guys locked up that were going to progress, get playing time for them early, and then two, three seasons down the line, you know, add, add a couple key pieces. Uh, so I think the Hornets, uh, with, you know, being able to get Andre Drummond, uh, you know, on the max deal locked up now with Malik Monk and the rest of those young guys, that's definitely one of my winners from free agents. Yeah, um, I thought that that move really um, put a stamp on that Hornets franchise this year. Um, I don't know how how um, how well Hooch was going to contend without um, Drummond, and I know he's been dying for a big just to, uh, you know, have that post presence. And, and Drummond is, uh, you know, top of the line. Uh, he's probably top three centers in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and just a force down low, you know, rebounding and, and blocking shots, even just altering. Yeah. Uh, Going to make a, a huge impact on that team. And you got Malik Monk up there and Jabari. I mean, that's a hell of a big three. And, and it is. It is. Monk is Monk is a top flight, you know, shooting guard. So, he, you know, he is. Yeah, Monk is progressing. I mean, he's he one of the top five shooters in the game right now. So, so that's, yeah. a team to, that's a team to watch out for this year. Um because, it, again, it stuff could be scary. I think one of the things that we both are uh, kind of sorry, not sorry for, I think everybody knew that the Brooklyn Nets, even though they tried to convince the league that they weren't going to spend any money, they now find themselves over the cap, actually signed two guys to max contracts, DeMar DeRozan and Otto Porter. And uh, and I kind of question the fit, you know, with, with a De'Aaron Fox, DeMar DeRozan backcourt, man. I mean, spacing is, is tight. Spacing is, spacing is very tight, but – uh. You know, it was one of those that I guess Beasley just that money was burning a hole in his pocket. You know, he saw an opportunity to uh, to land an all star, actually an all NBA player. DeMar DeRozan made second team all NBA. So, uh, so, so he did what he had to do. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, you know, kind of predicted Beasley uh, going all in on uh, free agency. You know, I, we, I was giving him a little some crap earlier, um, uh, before it all started that he had all this money and that, and that in his, in his head, he was saying uh, he's going to, you know, maybe try for a couple of targets, and then um, if he doesn't hit them, you know, move on and um, you know save that money for next year. Well, I think before the second advance, all but one point five of that money was gone. You know, so you know he he has you know made his bet on the uh, Fox and DeRozan, and now it looks like DeRozan's already on the block, which you know he has to wait twenty games regardless or yeah. five games. Yeah. So um, there are going to be some. Some growing pains with that next roster. It's not a horrible roster. I don't know. It's not. It, you know what it is? It's it's not a horrible roster. It's just the pieces don't. I don't necessarily see a fit with all with all of the uh, 
I don't necessarily see a fit with all the pieces. Because, I mean, again, a guy like Fox or DeRozan only have value when the ball is in their hands on offense. And, you know, they, they don't really play off each other well. So, uh, so I, I like I said, I don't know. We'll see what goes on there. Uh, yeah, I look at the Bucks, man. The Bucks have had, uh, you know, for an awesome coach, you know, who's doing a great job, it's just seemed to have a difficult time attracting top talent to either come to or stay in Milwaukee. You know, he found himself in a situation where Brandon Ingram was offered a max contract tender. He kind of had to match it because, you know, he had no way to replace the uh, that type of talent. So, you know, now he kind of finds himself in a situation where it's like, man, Giannis Antetokounmpo is up for contract next year, and, and he's had a difficult time retaining talent. And I, I just wonder with his core, because, um, again, you know, we got the crawls in there. If, you know, you win the title. You keep your gap. Um, got a lot of money out there. I just don't know. But, you know, the Bucks are just – Milwaukee's just having a tough time. I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know what it is, man. They're just having a tough time, you know, landing top flight free agents, man. Yeah, uh, that, that Supermax next year, um, you know, probably will come into play with uh, – Yeah, guy. it should, yeah. I mean, I don't see any reason why he won't be an all-SSBA, you know, team. So um, he should get that Supermax bonus, um, which should help him quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, plus his winning percentage is going to be high. He's probably most likely going to be a top four. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. He'll you know. he, he have a lot of things in his favor, in, in, indeed. So. Yeah, and, and, and the one thing that also works with him is that there's just a ton of other talent out there that's going to be. So that's true. And that's all, true. in all honesty, he may be the only bid on Giannis one because why would you go after Giannis against the Supermax when you can get – when there's so many other players out there. Any other, yeah. And there, I mean, there's going to be just, and doesn't, especially with all the money spent this offseason, there's not, I don't I don't think there's going to be uh, a lot of teams. And frankly, some of these players that deserve a max might not even get it just because there, yeah. there isn't enough room, not enough spots. You know what? And that's, that's one of the things I was looking at, Swim. Uh, last night, I actually just kind of did a quick breakdown of just kind of looking at next season's, uh, cap situations and, and right now there's really only um a couple teams i got the uh the blazers but again this contingent on letting andrew wiggins walk could have up to 63 million the bucks again if they let Giannis walk could have 65 million uh the bulls your bulls are in a good spot uh with, with chris paul and Melo coming off the books to have 89 million free uh, the Cavaliers again to have a max contract spot. Uh, the Celtics, but this again only if Boogie walks could have a max slot. Uh, the Grizzlies, as we discussed, are in play. Uh, the Hawks, if Damian Lillard and 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 DeAndre Jordan leave. So right now the way stuff's looking, kind of the Hornets right now, the Bulls, the Cavs. Like you said, there's a lot of players out there, but because some people could stay off the trigger this year. Um, there really ain't that much money that's going to be out there next year. So yeah. we might find ourselves in a situation that a lot of these stars really just end up coming back to their uh, – coming back to the same team, you know. So, yeah. it, so it would be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm trying definitely uh, – next year I got my eyes on landing at least a couple of guys that uh, I thought are worthy of a max deal. But, you know, offer them $20 million or, or whatnot just to uh, – because I know that no, no one else can. So, I mean, that would just be – Incredible, and, and and I know these teams are going to regret all all the spending. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at it, like the teams that really going to have major money next year, like I'm looking at the Wizards. The Wizards could have about 80 million in cap space. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the Warriors. The Warriors have a max contract slot. It's like, are they really even going to be in position to go after these guys? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, look at those. Look at the winning percentage of both of those teams that you just named. yeah. Yeah, you know that no one wants to go there. No one, you know that that, that those teams are both going to struggle. They're probably both going to be on the hot seat. Um, right. So, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and, and frankly, they both might both might be fired. So we could be looking at a team that just a playoff team that takes that roster just based on solely um, cap space. Cap, and you know who's most likely going to want to try and do it is VZ with the Nets because oh, absolutely he, he he always wants to move. He he never says you know happy where he's at and, and i totally see him just taking off a team kind of like well, yeah well i'll tell you what man you know i i, I wouldn't mind either uh you know going taking over division rival golden state you know if uh 
I'm kind of looking at it now. Yeah, KD is definitely uh, – I mean, don't get me wrong. He's probably the, the best spot-up shooter in the game right now, but that's about it. His days of creating off the dribble are done. Um, yeah, that Warriors roster, man, with some of those young guys. Uh, he had number one pick, Wiseman, this year. Steph Curry there for another year um, and a max slot. I think that Golden State job, uh, if if Curry doesn't get traded, I think that Golden State job, if he gets fired, that, that could be a uh, a hot spot. And, and, but you know what? While we on those teams, the Warriors and the Wizards, that's two that um, I just don't get. You know, I just don't get Chandler Parsons getting offered $7.5 million on day one, and I'm paying Mario Hazonia $6 million on day two. You know, I just don't get – Guys like Wesley Matthews, Ryan Anderson got $12 million on day one. It's like, I, I just, uh, you know, I understand his thought process. Hey, I want to make sure I come out of here with something. I don't want to compete against these top guys. And, and and that's a testament to the system. That lets us know the system works. But it's like when you tie money up like that on players like that, you really, like you even said too, and now he's over the cap without a single – I mean, I'm looking at this Wizards roster, Al Jefferson, Biombo, who's mid-level, Danny Green, Shumpert, Jared Sullinger, Justice Winslow, Lance Thomas, Mike Conley, Gail, Gobert, Anderson, and Matthews. I mean, Gobert, you could argue, is literally the only trade asset that he's got. But now a lot of these guys locked into these tough contracts, man. So I just uh, I just don't get the thought yeah. process. There. Gobert because he got him this offseason. Oh, boom. There you go. So – uh, he can't trade Conley because he got him this offseason. So, uh, I mean, that that Wizards roster is looking really rough. Uh, I see a lot of, you know, past-the-prime spot-up shooters and Wes Matthews and Danny Green um, and Ryan Anderson. Yeah. But, man, it, it's, you know, Al Jefferson, Biombo. I mean, it's just – it's not looking pretty there. And, you know, yeah, we were joking the other day how he's going to score. Um I don't see it. You know. No, I'm serious. Like, no, dead ass. Like, how is that team <laughs> going to score? You know, uh, like I said, you need 100 points a game. You need 100 points to win a game in SSBA. I just don't see it, man. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, Conley can get his – let's say Conley gets 25. Where are the other 75 coming from? I don't – Yeah. I don't I don't see any guy that's going to be averaging – maybe Gobert gets averages 10 off of just rebound. But Gobert's not a guy that you're – Kick the ball into and, and he's not he's not I mean he's literally just a, a rim runner and, and putback king that's it yeah. so so we'll see another big winner though for free agency I think we got to say the Spurs uh I know I lost a couple uh Serge Ibaka and Iguodala head to head battle with the Spurs I think the Spurs actually went like six and one or seven and one in the calculator um and that's a young team but he brought in some good veterans uh Andre Iguodala George Hill Serge Ibaka and Tristan Thompson uh to kind of grow and develop with that young core, uh, and that's guys, you know, when you take about Iguodala, you're talking about a guy with championship DNA. So if he get this young team into the playoffs, you got some guys now that uh, that can uh, kind of step up. Like you were saying, uh, just another more strong moves, solidifying the West is just a uh, – it, it's just a dog fight, man, from top to bottom. Yeah, I, I definitely thought as far as my winners, um, I thought the Clippers just winning Anthony Davis. Uh, oh, yeah, that's huge, un- unquestionably. He- they seem like they just won every time that their name was on that calculator. <laughs> he can't lose, man. No, I, I'm serious. I think, and it's like two years running. The yeah, it does not lose. Uh, like I said, LA is uh, it's kind of got it. Is LA is the Clippers a new glamour franchise in LA now? It's kind of looking that way, man. Yeah, I thought the Thunder had a good uh franchise or a good off season. He did. You know what? He he really did. And considering he lost Davis, um. And then being able to pick up some of the pieces, though, you know, the trade for James Harden and Bradley Beal, which I think we we'll all agree he won those. Uh, and then getting guys like James Johnson, um, T.J. Warren. No, he definitely made some uh, – he made some strong deals. That team is uh, back. Jay Crowder, too, was yeah. another pickup. Another Jay, good – yeah. Jay Crowder at $18 million is probably a little bit too much than I would um, – I think he's worth. Um, but – you know, you can't really overvalue a uh, defensive uh, stopper. Yeah, I mean, he won the premier three and D guys, and then again but, going back to in the West when you you're facing the LeBrons and Kevin Durant's, Paul George, all those guys. I think that's what somebody like a Jay Crowder is really going to uh, to show his value. Yeah, um, yeah, you touched on the Spurs. Spurs had a really good um, you know calculator as far as just winning everything. Um, Man. As, far, as far as the losers, I di- I didn't really see. Um, the 76ers, I know they are the defending champs, but, man, they lost a lot of 
uh, calculator uh, opportunity. They 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 seem like they just couldn't even get role players, which was weird. Yeah. Well, the thing is, man, you know, when I look at it, and that was one of the things that you know we had discussed, but uh, we didn't do. We were saying that hey, we we're gonna make guys from now on when they start offering these contracts maybe offer like, hey, I guarantee you 12 minutes or 15 minutes a game, even though we didn't do that. When I see guys in the calculator make decisions like that, and granted, we're speaking for virtual players, it's like, where would they play? So it was it's kind of cool to see that some of these loaded teams just weren't able to stock up even more. But, I mean, with that said, he was able to bring in Contavious Caldwell-Pope, again, making $18 million, but the 76ers find himself in a position that he literally needed to spend all his money because this was going to be his last offseason with – with flexibility, but uh, with Simmons locked up now, faults on his Rose rule, um, he's got Embiid up coming up this offseason. So Embiid could be one of those hot names that if the Sixers find a way not to win a championship, uh, losing Embiid could be uh, could be huge. But he also happens to have uh, Muhammad Bamba waiting right there. So, so yeah. things still look things still look good in uh, in Philly, and uh, I know we actually be getting ready to do the. Uh, championship podcast uh celebratory uh review here soon so yeah um the 76ers seem like a team that just went all in they they knew they were most likely headed to the luxury if they regardless they could do anything so they they pretty much just said screw it and you know they get, they're giving uh alfred payton uh an mle and yeah yeah bogdan bogdanovich 10.6 and um you know they, they matched ben simmons of course and um Matthew Dalladova, seven mil. I mean, they're just I don't know. Hey, another another shout out to uh to the Miami Heat. You know, he got himself out of the luxury, but I'm looking, he really didn't lose anything from last year's team. Still got White Side, still got Schrader, uh, still got uh Josh Richardson, but actually brought in Aaron Gordon, uh Mo Harkless. So uh brought some pieces in, actually. So he got out of the luxury and uh and, and hasn't lost any flexibility. Again, that's another team with some cap space. Uh, and an open roster spot, too. You know, that's something that that surprised me, too, uh, on day three with the vet men's. A lot of these guys just went and filled up their roster, all 15 guys deep. But then you saw a couple of owners were smart enough to leave themselves a roster spot open, which, again, when it gets down to trading now, because I think I'm looking at it right now, Swim, I think 20 – we got 24 teams over the salary cap. I mean, that's oh, – Yeah. That's, that's crazy. So – Trey's about to start getting really tight here. It's just going to be tough to make money work. And that's when the Grizzlies step in and pounce and <laughs> right these uh, deals that maybe you don't want or, you know, team needs to get down off of the luxury and, and the Grizzlies come in and, and, okay, you want to get rid of some money, I'll take it because I got no need for it, you know. So um, the Heat did that all did all their moves from out of a con- uh, different country too, um, you know, in the middle of a bachelor party, which was pretty impressive. Uh, that he was able to sneak out for a little bit and get some uh, moves done. So yeah. I'm gonna tell you another team to watch out for: uh, the Dallas Mavericks. He was he was very very smart. And when I look at him right now, he didn't he didn't tie himself up anything. Right now, heading into next year, he got Mark Gasol, Jaron Jackson, his rookie, Derrick Rose, um, obviously Dennis Smith Jr. And sixty-one million dollars in space. So, uh, but he got a roster this year that that can compete really, because uh, he picked up Gary Harris uh, in the offseason. So he got a roster that can compete, and uh, you know that could be a sleeper in the West. And he's one of the teams since, like we were saying, since a lot of folks won't have money, he kind of got them set up to be able to make a uh, make a splash. Also, the uh, the Houston Rockets they they had a damn good uh, Houston Rockets had a damn good free agency as well. Um, you know, getting Brooke Lopez. Uh, Guys like that on a um, you know on smaller deals, um, he left himself some flexibility as well too. So he's actually kind of got a a good team put together there now too. Him getting Evan Turner for four million dollars, man, that was uh, that was huge. Now I'm looking at the Rockets, dude. Does Evan Turner have a no trade really at four million dollars, or is that a mistake? I'm assuming that's a mistake. They've got to, yeah, I think that's a mistake on that. Uh, got to be I'll, I'll definitely check into that because there's no way that. Uh, yeah, that that's is, that's got to be a mistake. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, last day of vet uh, two. Um, okay, so yeah, it looks like. Um, pretty- oh, one other shout out I want to give too is actually the uh, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, both Zach Levine and Rodney Hood were key targets, and he was able to bring both of them back. Um, actually, Hood has already been shipped out on a trade with the Nuggets for uh, for Victor Oladipo. Um, 
I don't really understand it, but you know, hey, he controlled his own destiny. But but he actually did very good. He was able to win, uh, get both his guys to stay home. So that's something that's good for teams to see too. You know, having that cap hold and being the first offer, and if you come with your money right too, you know, really puts you in a in a strong position to keep your guys. Yeah, Levine really screwed the uh, the Bucks there uh, by uh, it, it stay home and. Um... You know, it is good to see though, because I I am glad to see these lesser teams um, retain their players and and if even if you look at it, most of these players that are are leaving, um, you know, have or ha- that are available to leave have been. Um, it it is it is it, it just shows that the system is working. Um, not right, right. Has stayed, obviously, and and normal to free agent. So, um, it was good to see Hood and Fine make a decision, uh, fairly early. Um, yeah, and 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 choose the to stay with the Panthers and give it another shot. So, uh, I know Levine has a uh, a no trade clause, so he'll be he'll be locked in there for three years. Um, the Clippers have all three of their stars uh, on a no yeah. trade. Um, Clay and Kawhi for two more, and then uh, Anthony Davis for three. So, um, and then every pretty much seems like everyone else on the Clippers organization not on no trade is on the block. So. Yeah, we'll yeah, how that pays out, and um, you know if what they decide to do, if they want to improve their depth, or I don't even can improve their depth anymore. I mean, that's loaded. Yeah, no, the yeah, team's loaded, man. So, uh, but no, overall, like I said, just to to close, I think it was a uh, you know I think free agency which went very well. A lot of money got spent. Like I said, three and a half billion dollars. Fourteen guys signed max deals. Uh, and then just just looking at it in the salary cap era, most teams should be operating over the cap. And the fact that, like I said, 75, 80 percent of our teams now, are, you know, above the cap, uh, guys got paid. And I think that's the uh, that was the best thing, the biggest takeaway that I had. Guys got paid because we saw when we got the vet men day, it was scraps out there. Man. Yeah. I mean, it was, God, you know, it was scraps. And that's how it should be. You know, a team like myself or the Thunder or the Sixers, we shouldn't be allowed to get elite level role players on, on vet men contracts. So, you know, guys got paid, um, you know, looking at next year now, you know, when I read off the list of unrestricted free agents, I mean, it sounds like an all-star team, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Boogie Cousins, Chris Paul, and B, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Andrew Wiggins, Bradley Bill, Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Jordan, Javari Parker, CJ McCullough. Man. And all unrestricted too. So <laughs> good year to have I mean, money. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Um, kind of looking forward to now. Let's see who kind of puts themselves in position after this offseason. Uh, see what deals can be made. And um, I think next year probably it, it was definitely that most anticipated offseason. Uh, you know, anytime LeBron James is out there, but just with all the depth underneath him, too, I think we're looking at the uh, it's gonna be the biggest offseason in SSBA history, man. Yeah, I, I definitely can't wait. And uh, looking forward to the the season starting. Today will be the last day to uh, submit your camps. I know I still have to do mine. Um, so I, I, you know, and we announced a couple of things yesterday with the uh, rivalry games. So hopefully, yeah. um, you know, that just adds a new another layer to uh, maybe your key matchups. Uh, so you know, every every team gets a little bit bonus if they beat a rivalry team. So. Um, you know, and then we'll uh, we should be announcing a double XP coming up here. Not sure. Yep. Uh, maybe try and do two a year or two a season, maybe one. We'll see. Don't want we don't want to push it too hard, but um, you know, because then people can have too much extra spend. Um, we did open yeah. the uh, upgrade badges um thread or the ability to uh, you know, up until 27, which which increases the of, of players that can be affected. So, um, it really looks like it's going to be a good SSBA. I'm excited. I, I know my team is rejuvenated. Um, I got a couple of little, little players that I enjoy using. So no, I saw Reg, No, I saw Reggie Jackson. Look like he uh, he already kind of putting in work for you. I I, I was paying attention. No, he he looks like a uh, that was one that me and you actually uh, went head to head on. And I guess he figured probably a little more playing time for him in Chicago. Uh, no, that was uh, Reggie Jackson was a that was nice. Nice little pickup for you next year. And the beauty of it, you'll still have him next year too. So you kind of got your score off the bench locked in. That was a nice pickup. Yeah, and I and honestly, I mean, with Reggie Jackson, it, it, he really, um, you know, he he became the he went from villain to hero in in uh, one signing because man, I had twelve players available to sign and he didn't pop up on one of the ten. Uh, <laughs> it just pisses me off, which. Man. 
you know, because I still had that MLE waiting and it, I, I had my money tied up and my, my plan was to use that, that cap space before I used my LME so I can get two players. Um, Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, and when he didn't pop up, but then I saw you join the, uh, the bid and uh, man, it just, yeah. Well, and a good thing about a good thing about signing Jackson for you is that you know obviously he's playing behind you know Hall of Famer right now and Chris Paul. But depending on what direction you take in free agency next year, I mean he could start. I mean exactly, he, yeah, he, he could start another and making only eight, you know, scheduled to make only eight point one million dollars next year too. So again, it's the moves like that when you can find you know quality depth and starters that um you know it's moves like that that, that really you know, championship contenders are built. Uh, one other thing. Uh, the luxury teams that we got for this year are going to be the 76ers, the Clippers, the Pistons, you know, surprisingly. Uh, oh, no, not the Pistons. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, the Pistons actually cleared that stuff out of it uh, with some of the moves in free agency. So just the 76ers, the Clippers, and the Lakers, uh, which is how it should look. You know, you that's your three that's your three titles of tennis, I think. Most yeah. folks would agree top to bottom. There's probably crosses in the league. Uh, so it should be a lot of XP coming from those three franchises. Exactly. That XP is going to come from uh, just, you know, straight up wins um, and, and getting far in the playoffs. So, and those teams should get pretty far. Uh, wouldn't even mind, wouldn't even be surprised if one of those three win it all. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So I, I didn't realize only three, I thought it was actually more. So. Uh, no, like I said, everybody for the most part, people did a good job of, of overspending, but but not really, you know, putting their franchise in, in, in tough spots, man. So yeah, no, I, I can't. Uh, I think people are starting to understand, you know, the salary cap, the CBA, and stuff like that, and it's showing. It's uh, again, overall, we went over the team, but we just can't extend our uh, our express our, our pleasure with everybody and just how they managed this uh, this off season. Just, just truly great job to everybody. It was cool to see people helping each other out too. I think like that move that uh. You know, the who's made the bid just enough so that the magic will get Millsap instead of the Clippers. I just, oh, that was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just seeing some uh just some nice strategy and stuff out there, man. Uh, it just was a great offseason, man. Just and the stuff like this that really just just builds the community. Exactly. Yeah. The offseason, I mean, it just shows just the uh, level of interest in the league. I know uh, And we got through it. Three days. We're already playing games, man. Yeah, we got through it. Yeah. 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 People are ready uh you know, people were were are on point with uh, getting their roster straight, and, and you know people were excited. People were scrimmaging, and yeah. um, you know we're on we're on what season four, and and, and it feels like it's a season one. Like brand new, yeah, that's the thing, man. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, I'm gonna let you go for the the remainder of your day, and I'm sure we'll be in contact throughout the day. But um, yeah, uh, let's um, just a quick reminder, everyone, get your camps in later today. Um, we'll, we'll try and finish those up um and then i think rob is going to be handling player um edits yep. um as far as jersey numbers and some accessories that you may want to add on your player all fee um so he will be taking on that and that that thread should be opening if it isn't opened already um in season trades have been open yep. so yep get your um, trade yeah, in, let's, fellas. Let's, let's get them games in and um you know keep keep uh moving along here so all right that's all i got for you though all right swim thanks bro all right, see ya.